Hey there, hi there, ho there. How I how, hope everybody, I'll spin it out here in a minute. I hope everybody's doing well. Welcome back. We're so glad to have you, that's for sure. My name is Brian Dick, and we're hanging out once again on a Wednesday evening. And it's uh, doors are open now on the Musicians Cafe. We're ready to spend another evening talking about what's going on around the Winchester area and having fun doing it. Um, I've got my sidekick here with me, and he just got done placing his bets for Sunday's game. Are you allowed to say the name? You can say the Super Bowl, right? I don't get fined for that, right? I, I've it's been, the damn Super Bowl, week, everybody. So I don't yeah. care what they say. You know exactly. what I mean? Now, you didn't do the parlays, right? Because that's a waste of money. You just went straight bets this time? Straight bets, yes. Yeah, good deal. And good. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Neither does half of the other people, Exactly. Too. Yeah. It's, did you get a Taylor Swift bet in there, too? <laughs> I'm sure you probably did. <laughs> I've been trying not to say her name this week. <laughs> well, anyway, I got Ryan Cooper here with me, man. Ryan, how you feeling? You doing I'm good? doing great. Yes, sir. How are good. you? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm always better when I get able to hang out in, in the cafe for a while. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Well, we always have wonderful people on as guests, man. And each and every week, I just get more and more psyched. Tonight, we've got Keith and we've got John. And these guys are the Petty Thieves. All right. They're from over in the uh, Charlestown area. And they're hanging out with us tonight, guys. How are you? Great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Great, great. That's well, good to, to hear, here. man. Yeah. Yes, thank so you, guys. So glad you took time to be here tonight. Um, I'm going to get you to play some songs later on and find out what's going on with you guys for the new new year, uh, 2024. So it's going to be an exciting evening for sure. Absolutely. Before we do that, though, I've got to get to the menu. And we'll find out what's going on. Everybody get a pad of paper, and we'll go over this real quick, and you guys can jot down something to do. We're going to start over the mountain like we always do. Um, it's down at the Tally Ho Theater in Leesburg. And on the Thursday night, it's a Thursday night, Ryan. Uh, that one guy, it's a show, obviously. One guy does a show. And uh, it's kind of cool. If you haven't had a chance, you can uh, YouTube him and check him out. But he does a lot of really cool music all by himself and plays several instruments at the same time. So it's pretty cool. On Friday night, it's Shot Through the Heart. They are a Bon Jovi tribute band. Yep, kind of guessed that, huh? And then on Saturday night is Ballyhoo. And Ballyhoo's a, we've talked about them before. They're a band that, that travels around, been around since the mid-90s. And they do a lot of reggae and sort of rock, sort of blend kind of stuff. And they have the Harbor Boys with them, which is also another band of the same genre. So a lot of fun down in Tallyhoo this weekend. Hollywood Casino uh, on the 16th. This is weekend after next. Uh, they don't have anything showing for this coming weekend, but it's called, it, it's pretty cool, Ryan. On the 16th, they got Testament there. Do you remember them? I had a lot of their cassettes <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Yes, very familiar with them. How, how about you guys, John? Do you remember them at all? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said the key word. It, it, it's cassettes. I mean, that tells you something right there. Because they literally did start right at the early 80s. They were one of the, the speed thrash metal mm -hmm. bands that came out. Yep. Weren't considered maybe the big four, um, but they were right there. Yeah. And they're still going. They still have a... I know the main two guys are still the same guys from the beginning. Um, they've interchanged some other people in and out of the band, but uh, that's pretty cool. You know, they're still going, still touring, still doing their thing. God bless them. And what a venue, too. I think I think some of my friends are going to see them, actually. I think it'll be a good one. Yeah. yeah. And they got new music out, which is really cool, too. Awesome. They're in support of an album, so that's pretty deal. nice. Yeah. Bear Chase Brewery over on the mountain on Thursday night has our buddy Dylan Wolfel. And uh, Dylan's been a guest of the show, and he's a good friend of us, too. And he's going to give her drinking Bush Lights. Well, probably not a bear taste. He'll be drinking something else. But whatever you see him drinking, buy him one and tell him to listen, listen to, uh, to him on the show, too. On Friday night is Nate Clendenin. 
And, and I finally got a hold of Nate this week, and I'm proud to say he's going to join us coming up in March. Excellent. Yeah, man. Nate is a cool guy. He is a, he's got a lot of things going on. He's doing his solo thing. He's got an act that he does with some, some bluegrass folks. So he's got a big story that he's going to be telling us about, and I um, can't wait to meet up with Nate. So make sure you check him out on Friday night at Bear Chase. On Saturday is Connor Daly, and on Sunday is Nathaniel Davis going to be there. Box Office Brewery down in Strasburg on Friday night has five of a kind. They're a bluegrass group. And then on Saturday night is Crosswinds Band. That's the Strohsniders. We've had them on the show. They do a great job. Um, and so definitely go down on Saturday night and check out Crosswinds down at Box Office. On cue, check them out. Didn't have much showing except they're going to have karaoke tomorrow night. I don't know if people out there are karaoke fans. You can stop by on cue. Uh, they're going to join us for a show coming up real, too, real soon, too, so make sure we keep you uh, posted about that. Piccadilly Public House got a busy weekend as well. They are showing having Robbie Lyman on Friday night. And then on Saturday is our buddy Jimmy Lee. Jimmy Lee's going to be there. Good to hear he's out and about again. Backseat Event Center on Friday night. They've got a big weekend at Backseat. Check this out, Ryan. On Friday night, they got Liliac, which we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. That's all the siblings of Lana Van. <coughs> and Nero's Fiddle that joined us here a few weeks ago. They're the opening act, so that's pretty Great cool. band, absolutely. Yeah. Then on Saturday, and I didn't know this until I looked, but they got the Amish Outlaws there. Wow, that's a you good. You guys gift. ever seen them, Keith? I have. They're a lot of fun, I right? I believe their opener or the opening band there is Rusted Blue. Rusted Blue, yeah. So those folks you know? Yes, I used to play with Bill Mundy for a while. Is that right? Cool. Yeah. So I just I don't know whether I wasn't paying attention, but I just saw this gig today, and I thought, well, man, that's a great night. Out at Backseat Event. That's in the event center. That will be a good one. Yeah, that'll be a good night. So definitely go check them out. Bright Box this weekend doesn't have music. They got comedy night on Friday night, and then they got a murder mystery night on Saturday. I don't know if anybody's going to that or not. Do you? I've heard some rumors. There's a couple of people going at you. Know? Yes. All right, I figured. <laughs> if it's half as good as the Christmas one, it was fun, wasn't it? I can't wait. We had yeah. a good time. That's for sure. That's for sure. And then last but not least, man, Polly Coconuts reached out to me today, my buddy Polly. And uh, I didn't realize, but he's actually down in Florida right now helping out some family. So kudos to him for that. Uh, he wanted to make sure that we knew to put on here about um, Alfredo, uh, pardon me, Mission Road is going to be at Alfredo's in Charlestown from 6 to 9 on Saturday night, which would be cool to go see the duo that um, Christina and Elliot will be there. We also want to make sure that they released, that we let everybody know they released her second single. It's called Going Through the Motions. It's available Anywhere you can find their music, which is online, of course, you can get uh, iTunes and so forth. So make sure you check that out. And he said there's also a hidden track at the end of the video. Um, so we got to figure out what that is because he, he put in there in quotations, remember those? Remember they used to buy albums and they had a hidden track, you know? Oh, yeah. So play it backwards? Yeah, yeah. some weird, Keith. That's right, that's right, yeah. Hear a message. Right. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Lots going on so with it. It's not Elliot. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I was really glad to hear from Paulie, man. I really was. I, I miss hanging out with him, and he was able to bring us up to date on what's going on, um, you know, with, with Mission Road. So does that's, he still play cool. his Roadkill song? He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Paulie's a good dude. Yeah. I think he's the mayor over there where you guys uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he is. I think he, if not, he, he, he needs to be, that's for sure. And that's all I got except. I got a trivia question. All this, right. This is a banger. I like this one. So, according to Guinness Book of World Records, okay, they're still around. What is the number one selling 
instrumental song of all time. Wow. And if you get this right, I'm closing up shop and moving out because Two I'm Two shiny nickels. Mm-hmm. Green sleeves. That's a great song. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, a good Christmas song. I would song. go with Tequila and Sunrise. Yeah, yeah, well, or, yeah, or Tequila, you mean. Tequila, tequila. yeah, that's what you mean, yeah. Um, that's a great, uh, great one, too. It is not that one. This is, I'm not going to apologize because it's not terribly obscure, but it is obscure, too. Um, I'm even going to throw out a hint out there. It is in the 70s. Hmm. That's a hint. Okay. Before my time. So... <laughs> Mine too. Well, How they say you if you remember this? the '70s, you weren't really there. <laughs> Keith, I like your style, brother. So we'll come back to that in just a little bit. Make sure that we uh, that we let everybody know what the answer to that is. But it, again, according to Guinness Book of World Records, what is the number one instrumental song? Of, number one selling instrumental song of all time. All right, got that out of the way, folks. I hope you go out and enjoy some music. Man, we got Keith, we got John hanging out with us, and they are from Petty Thieves, and they're just hammering it for 2024 coming up over in the panhandle of West Virginia. So you got lots going on. Tell me a little bit about it. I don't either one of you. Tell me what's going on right now. How does it feel to be part of this duo and what's happening and how many autographs are you signing a week and that kind of thing? What's going on with all that? Well, it's so busy, I just can't even. No. <laughs> We've got a few uh, shows coming up here. We're, I think we're at the Coffee House in yeah. town this Saturday. We're at Simmons Coffee House in the center of Charleston okay. this That's Saturday. Cool. And then two weeks later, we're at... Uh, Old 690 Brewery in Percival. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. And then we're back at the Coffee House and then the back White Horse. Back at the Coffee House and then the White Horse Tavern yeah. in, uh, in uh, Harper's Ferry. Kick off March. So. Yeah. We've got a few coming up here. Yeah. It's still wintertime. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it's heating up for you guys. Not that, bad. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So we're going to go on a... On a journey back through all this but tell us about first of all tell us about the name petty thieves and why that was chosen and sort of you know just tell us about it well it kind of originated back um the last full band i played in we had named ourselves petty thieves and um then i started doing some solo gigs here a couple of years ago and I borrowed it from the band I used to play in, I and, yeah. and the reasoning was played a lot of Tom Petty songs, right? You know, so in stealing Tom Petty, you were a petty thief. And that's then, a great name, though. I mean, honestly, and yeah, then when John name. and I started playing together, um, we just took it a step further and made it the Thieves, right? And that's where we came from. Yep, my wife turned around, made T-shirts from scratch. We wear them every once in a while when we're out, and uh, you know. Basically, a raccoon mask with the petty. I like it. Yeah, I've seen that logo. That's very cool. And, and you guys are heavy with Tom Petty stuff, correct? Yeah. Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, and that that kind of genre is mostly what we play. Understood. Uh, around through. but we, we are pretty heavy in Tom Petty. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, John, tell me a little bit about yourself, buddy. How how did you get started with guitar? When did this all kick off for you? Well, all of it started back probably in seventy two, seventy one. Um, nice. Was playing in Pennsylvania, was basically started out as a sound man in a band and lights, running lights for him. And then one of the guitar players sold me his guitar real cheap and I gutted the thing because I'm into electronics. Nice. And uh, my father helped me build a, a copy of a Sears Silvertone amp. And wow. uh, that's what started me. And then I just started playing with a bunch of different people, stayed in the band until I knew everything the guitar player knew. 
and then went to somebody that had a better guitar player. Now, now was your dad musical? Was your family musical? No. Okay. <laughs> but they built you an amp. My dad's an electrical engineer, and wow. I was into electronics also, and I went to Drexel for a couple of years for electronics and chemical engineering. But, uh, you know, that's what got me into everything, got yeah. me going. Yeah. And uh, then it was like all of a sudden I just decided, okay, I can go on the road with a band for a little bit. I'm dropping out of college. It's boring me, and <laughs> off I went. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was playing all kinds of different stuff, disco, blues, you name it. It, it was there. Uh, when I li- moved to Jersey, we were playing a lot of the same clubs as uh, Cinderella and John Bon Jovi. You know, I knew John. I knew Tommy Kiefer from Cinderella. Wow, really? Very cool. And, uh, you know, it branched out from there. I mean, never went big. And uh, But, you know, I've just been playing. And then I moved down here about eight years ago. Right. And uh, hooked up with Keith about a year and a quarter ago. And, you know, I'm running around trying to book the band all the time and, you know, just still working a full-time job. So yeah. it's keeping me busy. I just, like, <clears throat> just like the old times, because you were probably working a full-time job back in the day, too, something, right? Well, it was basically a situation back when I was working in bands. It was like, okay, which fast food joint can I work at? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I worked at uh, Kentucky Fried Chino chicken when it was Geno's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, That's going, you know, back 70s, 80s. Yeah. Burger King, uh, Roy Rogers, you know, all those places. Sure. I think the only fast food restaurant I didn't work at was McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time. Yeah. (laughs) They are hired. I I have no time. (laughs) Was it a circuit, John, that you were back in the day when you were talking about Bon Jovi and like, you were in Philly, but they were working the East Coast, I guess. Yeah, they it? were playing some of the clubs down in South Jersey uh, called the Galaxy. That was one of them. Okay. Uh, we used to play another place that was down on the Brooklawn Circle that was called Bellino's. And at one time, that place had four bars on each side of the circle and another bar right up the street, like, less than a quarter of a mile away. Oh, wow, yeah. So basically, the agents that were booking those places, it was like you play here one week go to the next place, play another week, and then just make the circuit over those five places, then go over in Philly for a week or two, and then come back to the circuit in Jersey. Wow. Okay. Uh, and back then, money was good. Now it's like, uh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, going back to your, your guitar playing, did you teach yourself back then? Did you take lessons? How did that? I, I taught myself how to play. Okay. I mean, this man can do some stuff, Keith over here, that I can't do, and then there's some stuff I do that, you know, and so we work well off one another. I mean, Excellent. So that's that's the thing that's good. He's the vocalist, I'm just the guitar player, and I sing some backups once in a while, and with my voice the way it is tonight, I'm not singing any <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. So who, who were some of your influences? Back in the day, uh, or to this day? I mean, to this day, it's like Joe Satriani and guys like mm, that who are okay. like really, you know, they're shredders, but at the same time, they're very musical. Uh, but back then, it was Santana, Clapton, yes. you know. Um, the only other claim to fame I have is uh, 19, I guess it was 81. I knew T.J. Tyndall that was playing with uh, Bonnie Raitt, and okay. I got to play the Temple Music Festival one song with her, which was a lot of fun. Wow. That was really cool. Yeah, I mean, and then there was two other times we opened up for Jefferson Starship, and uh, that was the time I was probably scared to hell because that place had uh, 3,000 people in it. (laughs) 
Wow. And I bent down under the lights, and all I seen was eyes and teeth looking at me, and I got scared <laughs> as crap. My hand just slammed it. But, it, you know, I mean, we did that in the Joe Perry project when he took the split from Aerosmith. Yeah. We opened for them, too. Yeah. And uh, other than that, no big shakes uh, until now with Keith. I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he carries me sometimes, and sometimes I carry him. So it's like, you know. It's a good partnership, right? Yeah. It, it, it works, you know. Sometimes it gets a little rough around the edges, but, you know, we keep keep pushing forward. You were in a really solid music scene in your younger days. There was a lot going on, right? Yeah. I mean, well, you know. The funniest thing was the last band I was in in Jersey, I found out years later that the uh, lead singer that was uh, with us, he's my wife's third cousin. <laughs> oh, no. And she never met him. And then I had mentioned it. Oh, I know this guy named Tony Gizmoni. She goes, where's he from? And I said, oh, he's over in... Uh, right in Collingswood, New Jersey. And she goes, that's my cousin. Uh, like, Surprise. Oh, okay. Whatever. Small oh world. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Keith, how about you, my friend? Well, how, did, how did this all get started for you? <laughs> my story is nearly as exciting as John. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I was telling it's a great cure for insomnia if you want to hear it. But um, I started out, I have a brother that's 11 years older than I am that played. Uh, he actually played a little bit with Patsy Cline's band back in the day. Wow. But he used to leave his guitar hanging around the house when he wasn't there, and I'd sneak in and start messing around. It's 59 Gibson SG. Oh, yeah, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I wish I had it now. But but he also had a chord book. It was 1,001 chords, and, you know, gave you a little picture, and that's where I started learning how to play. Um, Got into high school. I was with the pop singers over at Jefferson. I played guitar with them. And then when I went to service, had a good buddy of mine. We were in the service together in North Carolina. And uh, down Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, there was a circle there. They had a club called Night Moves. That I swear Molly Hatchet was there <laughs> seven days a week and twice on Sunday. But yeah, man. <clears throat> right across the street was a little club, uh, a bar. And the owner there used to let us go there and play. And, you know, we'd, he'd give us free beer and, you know, we'd play for tips. And there was a taco stand next door. So as soon as we make a dollar, we go spend it, you know. <laughs> And um, I got, uh, once I got out of the service, started my career, um, the music kind of got away for a while because, you know, life gets in the way once in a while. But Sure. Uh, met some guys, though, that I worked with that played, and we eventually, you know, got back into it. We just sat around and jammed a little bit. And then it was kind of accidental. I was uh, at the Anvil Restaurant one evening about six years ago. And uh, we knew the owner down there, and then I was with some friends. Was that the Harper's Ferry? Yes. Yeah, okay, gotcha. And, uh, and they, they had they just recently closed, but they had music, you know, usually every Friday and Saturday. Uh, so sitting there, and the owner was telling us, she goes, oh, you know, I had a guy that was supposed to be here Friday night and canceled. Well, one of our friends said, hey, he plays. <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you talking yeah, to? Yeah, right? Yeah, put me on the spot. Yeah, so go. they, you know, asked if I'd come play there. So I did, and I ended up playing there pretty much monthly for about almost six years. Nice. And um, started, you know, branching out, doing some other places around the area down there. And then um, at one of the local places where I met John down at the barn, we uh, talked about it and ended up just gave a call and decided to get together and give it a shot and see nice. where it went. So, and it just took off. Yeah, since, since we've been together a year yep. and a quarter or so. Yeah, I think we got roughly about 80, 90 songs in the repertoire right wow, now. that's good. And, yeah, and, that's a bunch. And we keep trying to learn more, but, you know, me with working a full-time job still, 
yeah. I got a honey do list just like he does. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's like trying yeah. to keep things moving forward sometimes. And then, like I said, I was sick a while there, so that sort of put a crimp in things too. But I'm back now and uh, a little lighter, and I feel much better. That's good. That's excellent. Good. Yeah. Now, I know obviously you guys do a lot of cover songs. Do you? write originals as well is that something you guys have thought about or do mm-hmm. i tried it once but every time my first line always ended in orange <laughs> <laughs> everybody hanging around with that that's right. and that's all the further i could ever get so basically since i'm from the north it's like hell to the gnaw yeah i got you yeah i got you and, and, and I, I can certainly relate on that it's too. hard enough to play them much less right right yeah no it's it's challenging i mean we talk about it all the time everybody has like their own style of writing music and coming up with ideas, but it sounds like you guys have really been successful in your warehouse yeah, of well, covering Well, it's tunes. the same thing. When I first moved down here, the first band I played with was actually with Elliot in a sort of like 40s jazz band. Oh, wow, okay. And uh, that lasted about four or five months uh, before, you know. Yeah. Com- compliments going back and forth weren't too good. So gotcha. let's put it this way. One night I just said, that's enough. I had enough. But uh, Elliot and I still talk all the time. No, that's He's good. good people. That's good. They uh, are, yes. And, they are good. Uh, you know, I mean, I can't can't say nothing bad about it. what Mission Road's doing. They're doing a fine job out there, whether it's the duo or the band. They're mm-hmm. trying to do what they can to get ahead. Right. And, uh, you know. It's nice that Elliot, you know, he's retired. He's got time. Christine, I think, does mostly the music work. She works part time. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of time to sit down and write. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I can play, but I'm not that talented. <laughs> you know, so. You know, go ahead. No, Sorry. I was just gonna say it's a gift. I mean, writing yeah, music really is, is oh, a, yeah. a gift. Some people have it. Some people don't. It's just the way it is. But you guys, like I said, I volunteer found for you. the don't. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're all, all four of us sitting around the table are similar in age. And before the show started, we had a chance to talk a little bit. But this is kind of a, it's a wide open question. But in your mind, from when you started, and we talked about when you were in Philly, John, and, you know, and when you started playing Keith, it's a different world than it is now. But musically, what do you see as the biggest difference? Like, I know we're not as, like, the new genres we're not interested in as much. I get that. But, like, for the business itself, what's the biggest change, do you think? I don't know. I, I think I'd have to say streaming music. Yeah. You okay, know, that's a good answer, yeah. You don't have to go buy a record anymore, and you don't have to go to a concert anymore, and you can just find anybody's music any place. Yeah. And, you know, you used to have to kind of work for it. And even if you wanted to learn to play a song, you know, you'd have to play your album 50 times till you could get the lyrics. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And now you just, yes. you know, you can just right look up. it up online and boom, you're done. Mm-hmm. It used to be, you guessed at a lot of them. Yeah. You, and you really did. You were, oh, yeah. And yeah, it's funny I now, some of the says. things that you find out what the real lyric is, it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's nothing like what I thought it was. You know? <laughs> and you feel silly because yeah. you sang it wrong for a while. <laughs> well, the biggest thing I've seen a change in is like, I can remember when I started playing and the first time I bought a Les Paul. And I used to work part time. I used to work part time for a music store, so of course they would always cut me deals because I was bringing people in the store all the time that were friends of mine. Sure. And uh, you know, I bought a 1978 Les Paul Silverburst. Mm-hmm. We were a Gibson dealer. 
I got it for five hundred dollars. Oh wow! Wow. Do you still have it? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: three years later, I was able to sell for fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And nowadays, the last time I saw one of those that was in good shape it was up in Manny's in New York, and it went for twenty five k. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because Gibson hasn't reissued them since they originally made them. They only made five hundred of them the first time out. Yeah. And I had serial number thirteen because that's my lucky number, and I asked wow. Gibson for it. But nowadays, everything is just so darn expensive. I don't know how younger kids are yeah. Yeah. getting into the music business and doing what they're doing because it's like before you used to be able to buy a decent acoustic guitar or whatever for a couple hundred bucks, and now everything's 4000 5000 mm. That piece that Keith's playing is like one of the top-of-the-line tailors, and that thing sounds magnificent, but, yep. you know... He paid for it too. Right, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> cheap. Is paying for it. <laughs> okay. I I do please stand corrected. Yeah. I like where you went with that, John, because you know, I don't think I thought about the instruments themselves. That's a that's a huge change. Well, you know, the same thing. You look at everything now and it's like back then it was all tube amps and yeah. and stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite amps that I had for a long time was a black face fender super reverb that I bought used. Um, nowadays, I don't use tube amps. I use all amp modelers. Sure. You know, whether it's acoustic or electric, I use that because you're just plugging it at, you can hear what's coming out of the mains and the monitors, and you don't need anything else. Right. Um, right. And if you want to sound like a Fender, you can sound like a Fender. You want to sound like a Marshall, you do, but it's, it's a totally different world. Right. But even that's getting to the point now where you can spend two, three, four grand on one of those modelers and, you know, if, right. you, if you can't use it yourself and learn how to program it, forget it, you're, you're SOL. Yeah, and vintage, vintage instruments still have a huge market. I mean, people are looking for the old school stuff. You know, that's still there, but you're right. I mean, and Ryan, you can relate to this too. I'm a drummer, but we both are, and drums are one thing where I've always been, you know, sort of stomp my foot. It's got to be an acoustic set. It's got to be an acoustic drum sure. set. But I'm going to tell you, these sets that they have now that are electronic, that are built into shells even, mm -hmm. they're, they're phenomenal. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the amount of uh, realistic sound that you get from them, the, the drumstick action, the, just the ease of, like you said, of not having to mic everything. Right, well... You know... It's incredible. You should hear the stuff that's out on the, for computer software like I have it yeah, here. Yeah, That if you want to, you can just program all the drums manually. And basically, the one drum software you buy for like 90 bucks has like 15 kits out of a studio in New York that they painstakingly sampled and everything else. And, you know, it's all velocity sensitive, everything else. So, yeah. And then you just use your drum pads like your Simmons or whatever they have now, and you can actually play that live and control it, or you can play it from a keyboard if you want That's to. That's crazy. And yeah. you can't tell the difference. You yes, you can. can't. You literally cannot. And and I have a really good ear, I think, especially for drums, but you can't. You can't tell. It's the same thing with orchestra instruments. They're all starting to do that. Yeah. Go, go try and find a Hammond B3 in a list. Right. Right. You can't, but yet you can buy a piece of software and sound like, uh, exactly. you know, Emerson, Lincoln Palmer, you know, in five minutes. And that's good and bad, right? What do you think, Keith? You know, I'm a little more old-fashioned, I think. Yeah. You know, electronic stuff is nice, especially if you're traveling around. Right, yeah. You know, you're not lugging a bunch of crap around with you, but... Uh, 
I don't know. I think something's lost in that somewhere, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the old guys in us, but I think it's true. It probably is. I think it's true. Yeah. But, you know, you can have a whole band by yourself now. You certainly can. You know, and I think a lot of the camaraderie that you used to have had a lot to do with it, you know? I mean, you can't fight with a keyboard. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, you can. (laughs) So who were some of your influences growing up, Keith? Um, John. Let me John. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I liked a lot of Neil Young, tech, you know, those kind of things. Um, and of course, Tom Petty. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, um, geez, just about anybody that, you know, that wasn't really a shredder, you know. Okay. Any yeah. kind of acoustic kind of music I really enjoyed. I was never into metal either. It was like yeah. a shredder really? metal now, but even though I love Satriani. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still like, you know, I've met Joe like five or six times and he's a wonderful human being and stuff like that. And I appreciate the music he does, but can I play like him? Do I want to play like him? No. Yeah, right. Uh, but the situation is you turn around and look at it. I think you've looked at the, the passage of the way music is like 80s classic rock, which is mostly what we play. That's like country now. Yeah, yeah, very similar. And now mm-hmm. country's all of a sudden going to what I call crap, which is country rap. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, and on the other hand, Keith doesn't really like country that much. So, you know, that's where we have, every once in a while, I'll say, we got to do I Love This Bar or something like that. And, you know, he does it. But, you know, it's it's like... Grudgingly. Yes, yes, yes. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> well, you know... Um, Growing up, my father, you know, like George Jones, over and over and over again until I was ad nauseum, you know. And I think that's kind of what drove me away from it, almost. You know, I mean, I liked it, but I just got tired of it. Yeah, exactly. I did the same thing. Yeah, exactly and it's just, the same. I had so much of it that I just didn't want to play it, didn't want to hear it. You know, I'm not saying it's not good. Right. But I just had my fill, I think. Yeah, too much, right? Yeah. So... Obviously, you guys have been very successful, just the two of you. Have you all considered, like, adding other band members to form a group? We talk about it. We talk about it, but it's like, you know, I mean... It's hard hard to find a place to play if you have more than two people in the group. Well, that's true. Right. You know, it's much easier with two acoustics, right, and two guys. Yeah, I mean, when you start getting in a full band, there's only so many places you can go, you know. I mean, yeah. you really cut down on your opportunities. Mm -hmm. but. Right. You, know, you got Piccadilly's down the road, and yeah, they have full bands, but they hire a lot of duos and solo They sure do. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what are you looking for more? And then the other thing is, you know, like I said, Keith and I are both. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply close to the same age and we're a little older than you guys are <laughs> just a tad but not much not much <laughs> by about 14 15 years thank you very little uh but uh you know i mean it's it's a situation i mean i can remember back in the old days the biggest thing that normally killed you was attitude between different yes. musicians and you know you always had the guitar player that was the rhythm guitar player and you're the lead guitar player and he keeps inching the amp up <laughs> and then finally one day i went out and bought a 50 watt marshall with a master volume on it and i said steve play this chord it was one of the guitar players i was working with and he hit it and then i played the same chord and i i turned around and i said what's your amp on and he's using his son and he's like it's on eight and a half and i said well i'm on two yeah, <laughs> you got two more to go. Shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the biggest thing, I guess, with bands. You always get attitudes once in a while. It's, I mean, we have our rubs once in a while, too. And, you know, it's mostly me because I'm a little stubborn and headstrong. But, uh, you know, it, it's a situation where, you know, you talk to drummers, like he said, it's hard to find a place to play. I'm, right. having, a, I'm having a hard enough time breaking into more places because... It's like they've got their regular so many people, and it's like, and now there's so many people out since COVID, like I was telling you earlier, Brian. Right, right. It's, uh, it's like most of the places are getting inundated by so many people now to play. It's like they're, they want to try and, you know, greet the masses, so they give everybody two gigs or one gig mm -hmm. over the course of a year. Right. And yeah. that's, that's kind of hard. If, if I was... You know, doing this is my living. I couldn't afford to live like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go in a coffee shop with five people. You know, you, first of all, there's not room. Yeah. Right. You know, and uh, that's, we play a lot of smaller, you know, yeah. little areas like that, and which is fine, I think. Yeah. Us, but, uh, I mean, for us, like this Saturday, we're playing the Siblings Coffee House in, uh, in the center of Charlestown. And that is a very small place. They pay us, you know, a, a minimal amount. And right. they passing coffee and you want a scone here you go uh, but but um, you know it's like to, to me and Keith that's like a paid practice but like if all of a sudden something came up like I had to one time do a memorial service for a friend of mine's husband that died and Keith and I were booked at the same time Keith did the job by himself yeah you know but it, to me it's like they're the type of things we do. There's other places where we'll do three hours, like at the White Horse Tavern or something like that. And, you know, there's other bands that they pay more than us, and then there's bands they pay less than us. But it's, I do it because I love it, mm -hmm. you know. And to me, it's like, okay, I, I'm 68 now. I'm going to be 70 in a couple of years. Whoa. I want to, whoa. I didn't realize that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're only eight months I'm younger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, you, you just do it because you love it. And when I retired, I wanted to continue doing this just to make a couple extra bucks over Social right. Security in my 401k. And, you know, it's like a struggle even to, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, we've got like 20, 20 gigs booked this year. 
but it's basically at the same four or five places. Sure. Right, right. Uh, I've been trying to branch out. I've been running everywhere you can count, whether it's down in Sterling, uh, Virginia, or down here in Winchester. Yeah, yeah. And people like the way you play. They like what they're hearing, blah, blah, blah. But they've got their regulars, and yeah. I guess they don't want to take a chance on bringing somebody new in. That's right. Like I was telling you earlier, I've been trying to get in a P2 for over a year now, and well. I'm still... No I, luck. I know they listen, so hopefully we can change your luck on that. Well, that would be so. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to admit that we did actually have a pretty good year this past yeah. year. Yeah, we got in a lot of places that we hadn't been before. That's cool. Yeah, that worked out very really cool. Well. But then there was other places that we played at, and I went back and said, "Can I get a gig?" And he goes, "Well, I only paid. I only hired people that I played here last year." And right. I said, right. "Well, we played here last year." <laughs> Oh, you must have been down further on the list. We're all booked already. You know? right. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You what? guys, I'm sorry, good. I want to ask this yeah. question real quick. You guys may have already mentioned this, but how did the paths cross? Like, and, and when you cross, how long did it take for one of you to go to the other? Hey, you want to do, like, well, let's get together. Yeah, I think that happened at the barn. Uh, Actually, the first time we met was at... at uh, the place you were always playing at. At the Anvil? At the Anvil, and I listened to you, and I talked to you, and I said, hey, I'm a guitar player, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I thought that was at the Anvil, because I played the open mic there. It was the Anvil. I mean, not the Anvil, anvil, but the barn. The barn was the second time we got together, and we started talking again, and we were like, yeah, let's... Gotcha, okay. Yeah, but, you know, I approached him because I wasn't doing anything at the time. Right. You know, and then he was talking about he played in a band with Bill Mundy. Well, I was in a duo with Bill Mundy's wife as well as Keith at the yeah. same time. Nice. And, uh, you know, yeah. things Small like town. the things. Every, <laughs> you know, you meet people, but, you know, him and I have been the mainstay, you know, as far yeah, as so. what I've been doing down here. So. And then, like, first rehearsal was like, hey, we got something here. Is that how it felt? Yeah, I think I went up to your house one day. Yeah, and, he went uh, up to his my house one day. We did about <clears throat> ten songs that he knew, and I, you know, we just played against them. And you know, he does his own, you know, renditions of certain songs, sure. Keith. And sure. you know, I've tried since most of the material is stuff he's been doing for years. I've tried to fill in it and learn most of the stuff he does. So there's not too many songs that I've said, oh, we got to do this. But once in a while, like I said, like, I love this bar. I don't care what brewery you play in. They want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. So, yeah. I would agree. But, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it. But most of the material is, like, stuff that Keith's got a list. He's got, like, over 400, 400 500 songs. Right. And, you know, every once in a while we'll throw a new one in. But it's just like, you know. We start off with a set list and start working through during the dinner hour, and then all of a sudden we start branching out and just jumping here and there in the 80, 90 songs we have, and it works. Good. Yeah, yeah. And we try to, I've always tried to play songs that nobody else is playing. You know, because you can go anywhere and hear Margaritaville or a brown-eyed girl and those kind of things. Right, but, right, yeah. You know, you don't go anywhere and hear from the beginning or those kind of songs. Mm-hmm. And, yes. So, And we have a ton of those. You know that yeah. nobody else plays really. So. Any of those songs you sort of take and twist in your own flavor? Yes. Yeah. yeah like that's the that only too. way I know how to play. That's a, that's that's a cool way. Yeah. yeah. And and that's kind of what John's talking about because, again, when you're playing by yourself a lot, you kind of, you know, mix it so that you know how to play it and can play it well. Right. And it might not be exactly the way you're supposed to play it, and then that 
that could be a problem because if he wants to play that song, you know, he's got the music for it, and it, but it's not exactly the way I play it. And right. I played it my way so long that I'm afraid that we get in the middle of a song, you know, doing a gig, and I'm going to revert back to the way I knew it, you know, yeah. and we're going to yeah. be going that way. So. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, for the most yeah. part, most part, it's like I can honestly say that as long as I can see where his hands are going, I know where he's going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. every musician, I don't care who they are, if they say they don't make mistakes, they're full of crap. But, you know, it's it's like, you know, I... That's the nice thing with us. It gels and we can bounce. Absolutely. Uh, right. And, you know, that's more so than anything. Right, right. Now, you guys had mentioned last year, I think it was, you had 20, 20 overall now, gigs. This year we had 20. Uh, last year we had about 25 to 30. Well, we might have had more because we had almost 13, I think, just in July. Like. Yeah. Wow. That's it's, a busy month. Yeah. And I, I guess that was kind of my question. Like, what is your all's comfort zone? Do you like playing every weekend? Would you play every night if you could? Well, I wouldn't play every night because, like I said, I work full time. Yeah. Keith has a honeydew list a mile long, so <laughs> he's doing tile right now. Yeah. So. Um, and I shoot pool two nights yeah, a week. Yeah, I can yeah. help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, right. but, you know, it's just a situation where... I don't have time to do that because I'm married to for to my lovely wife Linda of, of 27 years, and it's like you know um, we try and do stuff together too. Sure, so it's absolutely. Like, but I mean, I've tried to keep us busy. Like I personally would like to do once a weekend if I could. But the thing is, like I said, breaking into some place, I'm running all around, spending time after work or whatever, going to a place chatting up the owner's blog, giving yeah. them a demo on my phone that I have so they can listen to it, tell them about the website, hand them a couple business cards, and I never hear from them. Mm -hmm. And then I beat the door down, and sometimes it seems like you're bothering them. Uh, and, you know. Yeah. And I understand everybody's got their limitations on how many times they, a year they book and whatever. But, you know, when I see certain people getting six, seven gigs at the same place over the course of a year and I can't even get in there once. That's sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. A little frustrating. Yeah, I'm saying with you. But you know, it's it's something you gotta do. I mean, I handle the business end of it and Keith, you know, tries to, you know, accommodate, but everything I do, it's like I, you know, first thing I do the minute somebody says you wanna wanna play this date, I call them. Yeah. Or I send them a text and say, Can we do this date? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh once a week would be great if I could get it. Gotcha. Well, I know one way to m really try to make that happen, and that's let the talent shine through. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. <laughs> I think it's time. If you guys don't mind, can we ask you to do a couple of songs, man? Sure. Yeah, oh, my something. gosh, yeah. Let's let them strap up. they got to slip out and get their guitars in the other room here and come back. So, Ryan, you and I will add a little bit here until they get that done. A little filler time. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, there's lots of places that that you know Keith and John would definitely you know oh my fit God, into. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of them that we know that listen. So hopefully, some of these guys can be you know hearing this podcast. And I certainly you know, hope so because especially with the monument coming back online. I mean, there's a lot of good yeah. venues around yeah, here. Yeah, I didn't mention that. The monument is coming back. Did I mention that? I didn't mention that. Yeah, no. Did. did I did run I? that surprise? Well, no. I don't know, but yeah, the monument is coming back in case I didn't say it earlier. Uh, it was announced today that they got a new ownership group and they're going to be opening it back up in April. Nice. Uh, so if you guys uh, can help support that, it would be wonderful. And I think it would be a great place for John. Oh, yeah. And Keith to play, too, if you get up on that big stage. Well, folks, they're back with us. We've got a little strum here, but I make sure they're... 
feeling in tune. So what are you guys going to be doing for us? Tell us a little bit about it. It's your, your, your well, deal. We're going to do some Tom Petty. Hey, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to turn it over to him. Here they are, the Petty Thieves. Ready? Yep. Such a good song. But, oh, got the old capo. Now you're going to need the capo for the next one. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. But a couple of great sounding guitars. Yeah, they really are. John, tell me a little bit about your Martin there, man. That's a beautiful guitar. This is actually one of the newer Martins. It's called an SC13E. And believe it or not, it's got a bolt on neck. Oh, okay. And made in Mexico. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not one of the most expensive Martins, but... 
I wanted, I've never owned a Martin, and I figured, what the heck, I'd want to buy one. Yeah, it's a Martin. I mean, <laughs> it's still a I mean, guitar, man. He's got tailors, I got tailors, I've got fenders. Uh, sure. You know, sure. Uh, you name it, you know. My wife says I've got a music store in the closet. So. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's just your, that's some of your children. You have to take care of them, too, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Is there one you prefer to play over the others? Well, I actually like playing electric once in a while, but like I said, with, uh, with, the acoustic guitars, um, lately I've been playing uh, Fender Acoustasonic. Okay. Uh, and, I mean, they're American-made and all this stuff, but it's a thin-line acoustic, and basically it's digital simulations of different guitars. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't feedback or anything like that. And then I put it through a Line 6 Pod Go or something like that, and, you know, wireless transmitter into that, out of the guitar, and then one cable goes to the PA system, and I'm done. Nice. And uh, it, I can make it sound like any, you know, guitar I want, want it to sound. That's like. cool. Were we just talking about that? Yeah. <laughs> we were, but I'm fascinated. Yeah. And you believe lots of people who listen to the show like the, like the geeky stuff. So I'm oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys got to level it up your sleeve? Yeah, I think so. We also do, uh, I guess, second to Tom Petty, we do a lot of Buffett. Okay, yeah. So we'll, I love Jimmy. We'll try a Jimmy song here. Right on. Right. Sounds good. Here That's they are, folks, the Petty Thieves. Yeah. 
Steakhouse from Jimmy Buffett. How cool was that, Ryan? It sounded amazing. Oh, man. What a rich, rich guitar sound with that. Oh, yeah. Man, that is... Wow. Dude. Thank you. Yeah, what a great rendition, man. And Buffett music just puts you in a certain mood. Like, it, it, it really does. It, feel it, good, yeah. It really does. And you know, everybody can tap their toe and sing the lyrics. And and it's it's true of most of the music that you're doing. You guys are doing that style of music that people enjoy just standing around and having a beer and listening to, right? Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. when you're playing some places where they have food and stuff like yeah. that. And people are eating. They want to be able to talk. They don't want to be blown out of the room. And mm -hmm. that's what we try and give them. And like in between every set, I walk around and say, hey, how's it sound? Uh, yeah. Can you hear okay? I don't want you screaming across the table to your friend, whatever. And uh, it works. So, you know, I mean... And that's the thing, you know, he's been playing for 40, 50 years. I've been playing for 40, 50 years. Right. And it's like, even though it's different songs for both of us sometimes, it's it sounds tight. Right. Yeah. And, right. You know, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I've. I've been sick for a while there, so my leads aren't as good as they usually are. But no, you guys were locked in, man. But it was really, really, really well done, both songs for we sure. We appreciate you having us here. Yeah, right? and yeah. you know, I think one of the best compliments we get is people come up and say, "You know that that takes me back." Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's you know, what a, great a lot of the songs that yeah. we do. And, uh, yeah, and that's that really makes it worthwhile. And you guys are such gentlemen, because I remember back in the day when we were playing music, if you couldn't move a beer bottle across the table with the low end of your yeah, <laughs> you weren't loud enough at that point. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. that is true. Oh, man. <laughs> so where uh, where can our great listeners find you guys, reach out to you, contact you? Because okay. hopefully we're going to help get you guys yeah, some other gigs. So, yeah, well, uh, basically, I'd have to turn around and pull a card out of my wallet with the website on it. But uh, please we're, do. We're this up will on be the, a task. We're we're up on. Yeah, I know. There's so much money in there, right? <laughs> yeah. How do you spell all that money? Yeah. Dig one out of the hundreds there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how do you spell VS? <laughs> I think there's a Q in there somewhere. Really. <laughs> But basically, uh, we're at www.reverbnation.com forward slash artist forward slash JT company. Okay. Because the reason why I set that up originally was because I was in the duo with Keith, duo with Candace Mundy. And, uh, you know, it was easily since I was the contact person, JT and company. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. why some people call me JT. Some people go, John, wait, you're not John, you're JT. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, I mean, you can call me Ray. Yeah. yeah. Just don't call me late for dinner. Don't hold the paycheck on me. But there you go. But uh, no, I, I, I will be very honest. If I didn't have Keith with me, I mean, I'm not a singer. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're playing, how well you play guitar. I mean, I'm, I haven't played in like three weeks. Today's the first day I've picked up a guitar again. Couldn't Wouldn't tell. notice. Couldn't tell. But, yep. but it's it's just a situation where, you know, um, without him, I couldn't do this. Yeah. And that's the way I feel about it. That's why, you know, the schedule is ours, but at the same time, he's the one that if you can't make it, there's no sense me being there because... Oh, wow. I ain't doing nothing. Well, I don't. They, you give yourself enough credit, but it's a fine compliment over there, isn't it? Yes, it is. Thank yeah, you. But yeah. That's that's the way it is. December seventh, nineteen. Sorry, sound like water. Day they're there. living in for me. Yes. Yeah, man. So folks can reach out and get you, as you mentioned, you know, on, uh, online, whatever. Maybe do you have any sort of merch or anything like that yet? Any no. shirts or anything? No. Who who wants to? 
buy something with my picture on it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the logo you guys have. That would be a seller. Well, the, the logo was like, I saw it, and I'm like, yeah, a bandit, petty thieves, blah, blah. And I thought of raccoons and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a cool logo. And my wife used to be a graphics artist, so she right. helped me come up with it. And it's the same thing when we play places. Every week, you, know, you can go up on Facebook, and you can see... You know, ads where we're playing because I try and put a blurb out there a week before, right. and hopefully a lot of people see it and stuff like that. And um, you know, but like I said, without this man, I couldn't do gotcha. Bupkis, really. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if I lost him, I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's fine. That's why you got a full head of hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It grows. <laughs> Keith, what do we miss? Do you know anything that we should have brought out about petty thieves that we haven't done yet? Um, not really. Uh, other than the fact that you know we, I think we play mostly classic kind of stuff from the yeah. '60s, '70s, and '80s. But we do play actually some newer stuff once in a while. And, That's cool. And you know we will play some country once in a while. Yeah. A lot of it, <laughs> it's not dead. Yes. Yeah, I got you. Understood. But you know, I think really our mission is to play songs, like I said, that not everybody else plays, but songs that you remember, you know, from back right. in the day, and uh, just kind of let you think yeah. back on your memories. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, if we have access to the internet, <laughs> the place or something like that, if somebody came, comes up and asks for a request, we could probably play it within. Ten minutes, but uh, you know, just like I said, as long as I can see this man's hands and I know where he's going, I follow. You, you know off, what I mean? Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I'm looking at some of the songs in the set list right now. Like, how many people that do the type of music you just heard also do "To Love Somebody" by the Bee Gees? Yeah, but yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. You do it. Yeah. yeah. Nice and, range. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I mean, the last band I was in with Candace, we were doing anything from the Eagles to Adele. So wow. we try and spread it around, but it had to be, you know, like I said, with her, it was the same thing. You're the singer. You pick the material. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know. And I guess having, and we've talked about this before, having like a woman lead singer kind of opens up a whole another yeah, but at the same set time, of songs. At the same time, it opens up a new set of songs, but at the same time, it's sort of a hindrance where Keith and I can bounce off each other on a guitar. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but yet, you know. If I, she was just a singer, so right. it was like I had to carry everything. If she drifted or went off the uh, mainstream or forgot where she was going, then all of a sudden it becomes a problem because now I'm going and doing the chorus and she's doing another verse. Right, right, uh, right, right. Don't work. Yeah, right. yeah. That's two guitars works like it because if, if I get lost in the song, I can actually just stop, and, you yeah. know, and you don't really notice it, and then you know I can catch up later. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Works really well. There is one thing I think we did miss, Keith, and, and John had mentioned Linda as his wife, but you haven't given a shout out to yours yet. I think we should do that. <laughs> well, my wife Amber, uh, we've been married forty three years. How about wow. that? Yeah, and um, she's wonderful. She uh, <laughs> she keeps me. I'm retired, but I'm working more now than I ever was. <laughs> That's right. So, she's, she's keeping you straight. Yeah. Good. So yeah, I mean, yeah. she's a saint to put up with me for that long. So That's cool. That's cool. Ryan, did we miss anything, brother? I don't think so. The trivia question. Well, we got that for sure. You yeah, got to get that I mean, for sure. It, honestly, I know Brian asked that, but certainly we want to get exposure to you guys. So if there's anything out there that is left to be said, 
yeah, anything, please. please. It's the forum to do it. Stay in touch, too. Let us know, and, yeah. and, and we'll yeah. definitely get it back on the menu, and then we'll catch up with you down the road and do another show and find out what's happening. Yeah, yeah I just want to say, I mean, I have listened to a lot of your podcasts, and I really enjoy them. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate thank you. that. We, we have a lot Class of fun. Act. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely going to get to the trivia question. A couple things. I've got to give a shout-out today. This would be really remiss if we didn't, but we lost Toby Keith today. Yes. And, um, you know, Toby was a was a, a young man from Oklahoma when he hit the scene. He's been involved in a lot of things. He was a semi-pro football player. He's He's been in the oil fields. He's farmed. He's done just about everything out there, and he's made some really great music. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a little melancholy and sad when you lose somebody, especially when they're only 62 years old, which is much too young to lose anyone. Um, but we, you know, we really appreciate the great music that he left us with. I know there's a lot of folks out there that I know personally that are big Toby Keith fans, and uh, yeah, thank goodness we still have his music, you know, to carry on, you know, and uh, just you know, the man in for being 62 and having 15 albums in his catalog. That's amazing. yes, yes, that, that's that's amazing. Yes, yes, absolutely, definitely a, one of the you know rock solid you know performers of the of the 90s and 2000s, and uh, and you know we. We, you know, send our prayers out to his family, of course, and and uh, and you know, and, and just let everybody know that if you got a moment, throw a Toby Keith song, and yeah, you know, remember some good That's times. With, that's pretty cool. Yeah, knock that trivia question out. That going back is this is a pretty tough question. I have to admit it's pretty hard. But the question was, what is according to the Guinness Book of World Records, what is the number one instrumental sales? Or song of sales of all time. In other words, what single sold the most of all time? Frankenstein. That's, That's what a, I that saying. Edgar Winter Group is a very good guess. This is a little unfair, but it was a huge movie. Okay, is the Star Wars theme and the Cantina Band? Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was made a big hit. Uh, by Miko, which was a producer back in the day. It was back in 1977, right after the um, the movie came out. And actually outsold the soundtrack itself, and it sold 2 million copies of a single. So it's wow. double platinum. And um, that's quite a, a, an accomplishment right there, for sure. But it's the only time that any single has reached platinum status. There still is yet the one to do that that's instrumental. So it tells you how wow. big that one was. So it's not that anybody would have known that, but I don't own the rights to it. So please tell it in your backyard around your campfire and everybody will just move <laughs> yeah. out how smart you are. <laughs> Folks, we appreciate you taking time and joining the uh, Musicians Cafe one more time with us. We appreciate it so much. We hope you get out this weekend and definitely um, catch some live music and also reach out and make sure you keep up to date with what's going on with Petty Thieves and check them out as soon as you can. They're going to be uh, playing around the area here over the next month. So stop by and tell Keith and... And uh, John, hello, and, and, and give them a high five. And if they're up for it, buy them a beer. I know Keith likes beer. So just buy Keith a beer. And, <laughs> Sorry and, after the hospital. You're not, you're not, not able to do that yet, but nope. give, give John a high five. Buy you know, John a beer and I'll talk to him. There you go. Yeah, yeah, buy John a beer, but Keith will drink. I don't worry about that. Uh, folks, we, we still do have a, a pandemic, an epidemic. It's crazy out there. Please be careful, but you got to understand people are still driving in the left lane and they're not passing anybody. And it's driving me crazy. Cruise I went control. on a road trip this weekend, Ryan, and a car after car after car just riding in the left lane like there ain't nothing going on. Such, now, it should you know, be a crime. It, it locked up. Yeah. 
years. Yes, years, and maybe even revoke your driver's license for your lifetime, as far as I'm concerned. So, folks, if you're doing that, stop it. If you know somebody that's doing it, tell them to stop it. I'm going to be a one-man crusade. We're going to end this mess, and we're going to get everybody to drive normal again. But until we meet next week at the Musician's Cafe, peace.